In this podcast, we speak about quite an acute topic, which is how one should act in case of a cyber attack. Our guest speaker is Susanna Kuznik, a cyber analyst at the Nilkonsha Security Operations Center. Please tell us, what are the current trends that you notice in the field of cyber attacks? The current situation in the frequency is that the frequency of cyber attack is increasing and the techniques are getting more elaborated. Even through, we have, we have been constantly discussing about ransomware attacks in the past few years. The attack companies often have an ad hoc response, which is never a good idea unless one has an adequate knowledge about the incidents. The fact is that despite the errors, one may even successfully resolve the incidents, but the problem arises at the forensic analysis. Interesting. I can imagine that resemble to crime series on TV, where the crime scene must be left untouched not to lose the important traces. Can you please list some basic measures that a victim of a cyber attack should execute and which actions should absolutely be avoided? I am quite sure that there are some golden rules about that. The first thing that I would like to point out is that the victim should avoid panic. That would be the worst possible reaction since panic often makes us do mistakes. That could be avoided by ensuring predefined processes in which the required actions are clearly defined in individual steps. So this is a kind of a protocol that should be followed in case of incidents. I know that nuclear power plants have such protocols. What else have you noticed? Due to panic, the victims often jump to conclusion that all their data is lost. That is not necessarily true. The extent of damage can only be evaluated after the incidents has been defined. That's surprising. So it is not true that everything is lost. What about turning the systems down? That would be my first thought in case of an incident. Well. Many of us probably remember the picture of a server circulating on the internet with the note saying, in case of cyber attack, break glass and pull out the cables. Unfortunately, pulling out the cables from the ports and sockets doesn't help with anything except the loss of valuable data that can help us with forensic analysis. In this way, we also lose track of the information that is essential in the termination of the timeline and sequence of the events. Oh, I see. Is there any other common mistake that users thoughtlessly do? Users sometimes try to access the with the domain account. That should not be done under any circumstances since the attackers are only waiting to get credential and therefore obtain a complete control of the system. So that means no entering of passwords. What about checking of the systems with antiviral tools? Is this helpful? Absolutely not. No antiviral tool should be installed on the infected system and no software which is not intended for the forensic analysis should be used since such tools would override the timeline in the table of the main files and destroy it. 
Who would have thought that? It seems that everything that a person would intuitively do is actually harmful and wrong. What about sharing information about the attack? I am sure that we all have the tendency to discuss this topic after the attack. What is your advice regarding that? It is not recommended to discuss the incident unless that is the explicit instruction of the incident response team. Good. Now that we emphasized a, a few fundamentals about what should not be done after a cyber attack, let's talk about what the victims should do. If the attack is still not finished, it is recommended to disconnect the system from the internet, but only if the attack is still going on. Is it perhaps reasonable to assemble a team of people responsible for the incident response? Yes, it's a good idea that such team is defined already in advance. It should consist the management, people from the legal department, PR, an engineer who have access privileges. And what would be the next step? The victims should immediately contact the company who will deal with the incident response, such as Nilsoc. Is there anything that victims can do before the experts start resolving the situation? Sure. If there is required knowledge in the company, and the system allows that, there are a few more steps which can be executed by the victims. Which steps would that be? By using the forensics tool, the victim can gather as much data and critical information as possible. They would come handy at the incident response and further forensic analysis. Is there anything else that could be done? Yes. The victims can check that the, if the data can be restored from the backup copies. So what you mean is that the backup was not damaged in the attack. What about the system data? Sure. Protection of the data that the victim has obtained from the system is the most important step of the incident response. Is it reasonable to gather any other data? Yes. The victim can also gather some other data, such as hash values, IP addresses, domains and logs, and hand them over to the company responsible for the incident response. What would you like to point, uh, would you like to point out anything else? Of course. It's very important that the victims are aware of the fact that also communication tool can be compromised, such an email. Therefore, they should only use the tools that ensure safe communication. They should trust the professional who will take them through the entire process safely and without panic. Since only with the proper communication and cooperation there will be a possibility to resolve the attack without paying the requested ransom. Thank you, Susanna, for giving us such comprehensive advice. We wish the listeners of our podcast to stay safe and contact, as soon as possible, the adequately trained security operations center so that in case of a potential attack, the damage would be minimized. Stay safe and stay tuned.